Well, your hair still looks very crazy right now looking at you. It does still Time look... Time for a haircut. It looks crazy. You, you cut off the top knot and then you just let it all go. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it looks crazy. There's just less of it. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 304. Canada has a lot of lakes. In fact, Canada has more lakes than the rest of the world combined. And the winner for the most lakes goes to Canada. So we're talking superlatives today, which is super fun because we get to talk about the best and the worst and all those cool adjectives that we're going to use to describe some of our travel. But a really, really easy one for me, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know what I'm going to say when we talk about the best travel backpack. To me, that is the Tortuga Backpacks. And you can find out all the information that they have over at TortugaBackpacks.com. But... It's not just me who says Tortuga has the best backpacks out there. In fact, Wirecutter, one of my favorite review sites in the world, just named Tortuga Backpacks as the number one travel backpack in the world. So there you go. If you don't want to believe me, believe Wirecutter. Check it out, TortugaBackpacks.com. Use that promo code EPOP, that's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, and that'll get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who finally has a windscreen on her microphone, my wife and constant (laughs) travel companion, Heather. Yeah, I don't know why it took us so long to order Your boss was being a punk. Yeah, I I don't know. He's too cheap to give me a proper microphone for recording. I mean, let's give it up. Chris, uh, can you throw like an an applause here? Let's just give it up (laughs) for Heather, who for months has recorded without a windscreen. If you guys don't know what that is, just that little foam foam ball that goes on the microphone so that it helps your peas not pop as much and things like that. Yeah, so if I was sounding horrible for the past few months... It's Trav's fault. That's right. And if she's <laughs> sounding horrible now, it's the fact that we have been sick for multiple weeks and uh, <laughs> haven't taken, you know, the day quill, night quill, not really doing its job at this point. But um, welcome, guys. We're super excited that you're listening to this show. This is part two of our six-part year in review series. If that sounds overwhelming <laughs> to you, don't worry. It's fun. It's fun. We've heard, I mean, we just do what the people want. We've heard from you guys. A lot of a lot of people said that the Year in Review podcast were some of your favorite of the entire year. We agree. It's super fun for us to do. And so this year, what we decided to do was make it six parts. So if you haven't already heard the first part, that is already out there. So you can get that on iTunes or extrapackpeons.com slash shows, however you're listening to this. That was our 2017 travel stats. So that is everything. How many miles we traveled, how many places we slept, where we slept, all those fun, nerdy, goofy stats. I broke that out 
from this episode this year, the superlatives one, because last year they're combined, because I thought maybe not everyone cares about the stats. Everyone cares about the superlatives, but not everyone cares about the stats. Yeah. So anyway, if you're interested to know our best or worst or least expensive or most expensive or any of those things, then this is the part yeah, for keep you. Keep listening. Yeah. This is, yeah, part number two, our 2017 travel superlatives. Part number three, which is coming out next week, our 26 best meals of 2017. Part four is our best beer, wine, coffee, and desserts of 2017. They, they need their own podcast because we kind of nerd out on that. Part five is our best travel experiences. So we go a little bit in depth into some of the stories that you may hear us talk about in these other shows. We, we actually dive into, hey, what were the best days? What were the best things that we did in 2017? And then part six, it's kind of like, it fits the bill. It's our our 2018 travel wish list. So we'll be getting to that after we go through everything that happened in 2017. We'll be getting into the 2018 travel wish list. So if you like what you hear here, let us know. Uh, shoot us a tweet at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that we miss or you want to chime in, always fun to interact with you there. That's why I love Twitter. Like I don't go and like read the news and follow Donald Trump or my favorite sports guys or anything on Twitter. I just like interacting with people on Twitter. So tweet at us. And we'll get back to you. That's that's the only reason I use Twitter is to actually interact yeah, with it's people. It's fun. fun. So we've got our travel superlatives here. I always say, imagine this as the back of your high school yearbook. You know, when you had a vote for like most popular, most school spirit, craziest hair. That's <laughs> the one I want was craziest hair, um, which I wish. Well, your hair still looks very crazy right now looking at you. It does still Time look. Time for a haircut. It looks crazy. You, you cut off the top knot and then you just let it all go. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it looks crazy. There's just less of it, unfortunately. That that'd be a fun one. If you won something <laughs> for your high school, if you were voted you digress, something, you digress. Tweet me. Let me know. <laughs> I want class clown and craziest hair were the two that I want. Heth, did you win anything? I think I also won best hair. Well, well I won craziest. I, I won best hair. Okay, so you won best hair. I want craziest hair. So we'll have to see what mm. Wick gets if he gets crazy yeah. or best hair. Yeah, so tweet us. Let us know what did you win in high school? Is there a category that you end up winning? Because we're getting into our superlatives right now. We're going to start with accommodations. We're going to then move into flights. And then we're going to do all the miscellaneous, really, really fun ones. So starting with accommodations, test most expensive, our most expensive accommodation of the year. And interestingly enough, every year this seems to go up and up. Oh come on! What was it last year? Uh, in 2016, I would have I would have to go through and, and look at my yeah. notes, which I actually do have right here, so I, I could do that. I mean, the most expensive this year, I don't even think it was that bad. Our, our most expensive last year was an Airbnb in Bergen, which was 250 dollars a night, but split two ways. Or a Marriott in Pittsburgh, interestingly enough, which was $200, but split two ways. So we never spent more than $125 a night last year on accommodations. Mm. This year, it's a little higher. Yeah, this year we spent two whole nights that Travis will forever I, remind me of, I guess, because we just... I, we, we stayed at this place in Rovin, Croatia for $225 a night. And it was a very nice hotel. It wasn't like the best hotel I've ever stayed at. But that part of Croatia just felt like it was a little hard to find something that met the standards of a seven-month pregnant woman. 
You're right. Uh, looking back, I'm glad that we stayed there. I'm uh-huh. glad that you enjoyed your time uh-huh. at that resort. <laughs> it was not exactly my first choice, but that was our most expensive, was the Maestra Eden in Rovin mm-hmm. for $225 a night. Oh, and surprisingly enough, our cheapest accommodation of the year is also on our supposed baby moon all right, where it's supposed to be like a relaxing, luxurious experience. Yet we stayed at our cheapest accommodation of the year. I guess it's just called compromise. Uh huh. Compromise. Yep. Our cheapest accommodation of the year and was an Airbnb in Ljubljana, Slovenia, and that was sixty dollars a night, so a one bedroom. And how many nights did we stay there? Three. Three nights, and it did not have air conditioning, and it was ninety degrees Fahrenheit, and. It was a pretty hard bed with only one pillow. Now, I don't know if any of you out there listening have ever been seven months pregnant, but you need a lot of pillows to sleep comfortably. Well, I'm sure you got that in your $225. I certainly did. Resort. So I certainly did. It's called compromise, <laughs> folks. Uh, you could guess who picked our most expensive and our <laughs> cheapest ones just from the last two minutes of the podcast. Uh, there was one that fell in the cheapest. We did stay at a hostel called HK Austin, which was probably about 50 to 60 a night. I can't exactly remember. That will be coming up later. Um, then when we're talking about our best value, because there, you know, there's there's expensive and there's cheap and things like that. But when we talk about value, that to me is almost more important because sometimes let's say you spend $150 a night in Paris, you'd say, okay, well, that was a great deal because Paris is super expensive. You spend $150 a night in Thailand, you know, there's accommodation options there for 20 bucks. So it depends. Trav is all about that value. All All about about that value. All (laughs) about that value. Someone should make a song. I'm sure they're like, doesn't Macklemore, (laughs) one of those white rappers do something like that. Um, Best value. What would you say, Heth, as our best value for the year when it comes to accommodations? Well, I know the one that you're going to pick, I think. So I'll let you say that one. And I will add the one that we just stayed at at the very end of the year. We were in New York City for two nights and we used hotel points because when I was searching for hotels in New York City, on, you know, for December 30th, 29th and 30th. So we were right at the end of the year, you know, and all the festivities in New York. There was not a single hotel in Manhattan that was under $400. I mean, not a single one. So we used our hotel points at a Wyndham right in Midtown. It was great. We got upgraded to a suite. So we had plenty of space um, for us and our friends and little baby Whitaker. And I would say that's the best value because otherwise we would have been shelling out $400 plus a night. Yeah, so we spent two nights there using hotel points, and we still have plenty of Wyndham hotel points left. So, yeah, the best value, I mean, is always going to come if you can get something for free that comes from using either hotel points or frequent flyer miles. If you guys are more interested in that, and you haven't ever read our blog, you've only listened <laughs> to podcasts, well, come on over to the blog, extrapackofpeanuts.com. We actually have redone our frequent flyer boot camp that t- teaches you all about how to use frequent flyer miles, how to earn them and use them to get free flights and then also free hotel nights. So, for me, like you mentioned, had the best value. We stayed at the Intercontinental Hotel in Ljubljana with the Intercontinental Hotel card. You pay $49 a year and you get a free night in any Intercontinental Hotel in the world. Okay. So it could be a crappy one or it could be an awesome one. Well, we picked an awesome one because the Intercontinental Ljubljana had just opened 10 days mm-hmm. previous to when we stayed there. And it was an absolutely fantastic hotel. Probably one of the top five or 10 hotels we've stayed in. Definitely in the mm-hmm. top 10 hotels we've ever stayed in. Well, in it'll life. be coming up on my list later for sure. All right. So, and the best value because it was 
free. And they upgrade us to like the suite just below the presidential suite. It was pretty sick. It was awesome. Um, if we're talking about actually buying a night, like not using hotel points, there's two that come to mind for me. The Airbnb that we just talked about in Ljubljana, $60 a night. I thought that was a great deal. Super centrally located. Easy to park. The location was nice. I will give it that. The okay. location was nice. And then I'll throw <laughs> one more out to you that you might have forgotten about because I did until the end. The Hotel Woodstock in Ennis in Ireland. And this was interesting. Ireland, not a super cheap country. This cost us 62 US dollars a night. It was on a golf course. So it was this random hotel on a golf on, course in yeah. a suburb. Well, we found it on hotels.com, I assume. Right. And, you know, Trav let me pick the hotel for we were like driving from Dingle to Galway and we wanted to stop halfway. So I found this hotel and it was like $62 and it looked super nice. And it was really yeah, nice. Yeah, it was really nice. It was super comfortable. It was on this beautiful golf course. So like we had these big windows that looked out right over the golf course and it had a really nice pub with like a fire in there. And I even ate in the in the pub. I got like a snack or something and it was it was really nice and cozy. Yeah, it was just funny and weird <laughs> because it was like in a residential area, not near anything that any tourist would go to. So it's used more, I would assume, for like banquets and people having weddings there. Well, we could have stayed around the corner at like the Trump Hotel. There was like a Trump. Which we didn't, which we didn't. <laughs> um, but the hotel Woodstock, and it's only $62 night. It was really nice. It, we were shocked. But yes, it was just odd because usually it's probably for people getting married and then they book the whole hotel or something. I, there wasn't any tourists coming through is what I should say. Right. We were probably the only people in the hotel. Um, so those are the best values. The uh, the Wyndham Midtown 45 that we got for free using our hotel points in New York. The Intercontinental Ljubljana, which we used for free, got for free using our hotel points. Hotel Woodstock in Ennis, Ireland, 62 a night. And the Airbnb in Ljubljana, $60 a night. Great location. Um, worst value. So that hotel that we stayed at, or we didn't actually stay at, in Toronto. Yes. So... Yeah. We paid and we didn't even stay at it. And that was not really our fault. So long story short, it's called the Pearson Hotel and Conference Center right by the Toronto airport. Do not stay there. They are scam artists of the first degree. We booked on Hotels.com. We had one more night in Toronto. I was at a conference. I booked it for Heather. We moved from like an expensive hotel that where the conference was at. To and when Trav says expensive, he means it was like $135, no, I think. I think it was like $190. So we moved from like oh, a $190 hotel to like a $100 hotel because I want to save money. Okay. Bad move in hindsight because what happened was then Heather moved our stuff over there, but... And I was still at the conference and she was saying how crappy it was. So she's like, it was There's horrible. No way the Wi Fi didn't even work. And I didn't even unpack. Like, I went in and I checked in and I got into our room and it was like not very nice. It was super old, outdated, and the Wi Fi was not working. So I went back to the front desk. I'd been there literally 15 minutes and I was like, Listen, I just don't want to stay here. I'm going to check back out. Can you just like refund me for this night? And they gave me such a hard time because they were like, well, since you actually checked in, I can't do anything for you. I'm like, I've been here for 15 minutes. You know, like I didn't use anything. I didn't do anything. Like, well, well, if you hadn't checked in, we would be happy to refund you your money. But because you actually checked in, Anyway, it was horrible. We fought with them. We fought with... Well, we didn't fight with Hotels.com because Hotels.com is actually super nice and they gave us a travel credit because of that experience. Right. But Not still, for the whole amount. And for anyway, like $80. So yeah. whatever. It was just really crappy. Meanwhile, I was at this conference and Heather kept calling me. I was like crying, which I felt bad at, but I was at this conference 
And, you know, she's, you're what, like five months pregnant <laughs> yes. at this point. You're in this slummy, uh, like, <laughs> airport hotel that you're leaving. It was a debacle. Worst value by far. Because <laughs> then we ended up booking a night at the hotel that we were at before. And we never would have had to pack up and leave from. Yeah. But anyway. Well, you live and you learn. Although yeah. I don't know if I'm going to learn because I could see this happening yep, again in our still, it, Every year we have a story such All as right. this. So, so. worst value <laughs> was Pearson Hotel and Conference <laughs> Center. Uh, 120 bucks that we never stayed at and they wouldn't give us our money back. Punks. Favorite accommodation? Hands down will have to be the Intercontinental in Ljubljana because it was just so beautiful and so comfortable, especially after spending so many nights just like in, you know, nice places on our baby moon, but not like the most luxurious. And so the Intercontinental chain is obviously a really nice, I mean, five star, four star hotel chain. And that suite, which was brand new, the hotel, which was Was brand new was so comfortable sweet. it was Say sweet it, it was, sweet, sweet. was sweet and we had an awesome view of like the whole city of Ljubljana from the floor that we were on which was pretty high up and yeah that was just really nice they had a super cool pool and fitness center I, I think it had like 34 so on the 30th floor it was enclosed um, it was awesome I was up there working out and you could just like you had 360 degree view of the whole city really cool I had that on my list. Um, I knew you'd pick that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out two other ones. Mm-hmm. The Milltown House in Dingle, which we started the year at, actually, uh, it way back in January 2017, we ended up at the Milltown House and meeting an awesome dude named Stephen McPhilmy, Philemy, Philemy, um, because a friend of a friend knew of this place and and was friends with Stephen, who's the owner, and was like, "You should go check this out if you're in Ireland." You know, it's a great little place. So we went down there and just a really cool, cool place in Dingle. Really unique. They have Ireland's biggest dog, like officially <laughs> the biggest dog, Seamus, 202 pounds. So they have him there and they I have another dog there now and Steven's an awesome guy. And it's just a really unique spot right there on the water. So it's it's like it's like old school, you know, when it comes to it's not a chain hotel. It's just this quaint bed and breakfast. And their breakfast were really good, too. Yeah, so. it was a beautiful spot and just super charming. And, you know, the rooms were all kind of like bed and breakfast rooms, you know, decorated in this kind of old style. And another super nice thing is that they had little espresso machines and espresso machines in the rooms. I, and they, I forgot and, about that. That was super nice. And they have a bar in the like a really cool old school bar in the actual B&B. So you can get your... You know, you could come back after a day and have a drink there, not even have to go into town if you don't want to, which is awesome. The other one that I absolutely loved, and this was we just found on a whim, that day mm. we were leaving Lake Bled. We wanted a place to stay. Oh, yeah. And I found a place called Villa Flora up in Kranska Gorga, um, Slovenia. And it was, it's right at the foot of the Japanese, or excuse me, not Japanese Alps, right at the foot <laughs> of the Julian Alps. And when I mean that... You pull in and you look up and the mountains are right there. And it was just an awesome chalet. Everything you would imagine an alpine chalet would be. Beautiful flowers out front. Awesome room. Eight rooms, I think. And we had the smallest one. It was a studio and it was still pretty big. They yeah, it was really to beautiful. Like three bedrooms, I think, Kath. Like three, a, th- a three-bedroom apartment. Just really nice owners. Really cool. Beautiful. It was just... I don't know. It was it was so we weren't sure what we were going to get, and we booked it that day, and we showed up, and it 
blew my expectations yeah, away. And that was a very comfortable bed too. It was like really nice. It was and really yeah, we slept bed. really well there. We had the windows open, so you had the alpine air coming mm-hmm. in. Awesome. So check out Villa Flora in Kranska Gorga, Slovenia. They are they do get really, really packed, especially during ski season in the summer, because we were there in between those seasons. But in ski season, you know, they're right by the mountains, so a lot of people stay there. But check it out. Um highly highly recommend it. All right, least favorite um, accommodations. We don't like to throw shade that often, but we do want to tell you places that maybe we didn't like as much so that you don't end up booking them. Um, so what was your least favorite accommodation? Of the, of the um, well, I didn't like the hostel that we stayed at in Austin. And not because I hate hostels. I don't mind hostels if they're nice. And we did have a private room, which was the only private room in the hostel. But um, I think the Pearson Hotel has to take the cake for that because it was so bad that I left. Okay. That is true. So the Pearson <laughs> Hotel Toronto, the one we didn't stay at, takes the cake. I guess if we're going by the fact that we didn't leave, then you're right, Pearson Hotel. I would also say the, the hostel in Austin... Um, it just, I don't know, it got such good reviews and we were pretty excited to stay there, but it just, I don't know, maybe we caught them on a bad week or something like that, but didn't seem like people were around that often to help us out with any questions. We're checking in, checking out. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, was, uh, it wasn't It was everything that I thought it was going to be when it comes to a highly rated hostel. So um, HK Austin for me was the one that was definitely the most disappointing of any of the combinations that we that we stayed in in 2017. Talking about flights, um, we're just going to give you our best and our worst. Had your best flight of 2017. So it would have to be the business class flight that we took for the baby moon. Okay, so we went from Newark to Charles de Gaulle, and then from Charles de Gaulle to, to Ljubljana. And the um, Charles de Gaulle to Ljubljana part was not so business classy because it was on a very small plane. Yeah, we so we sat got on to, the front seat. We sat in the first food, row. And no one else did. Yeah, but that anyway, was not that good. yeah, it was not that great. But the flight from from Newark to Charles de Gaulle was super nice, and just knowing that we had it to look forward to because I knew you had booked it for us, and you know two weeks before we went. So I was like, yes, we get to fly business class and like you can just kind of look forward to the flight and you know, you go into the lounge beforehand and you can relax and you get on the flight and you can relax. And usually I look forward to having that glass of champagne or wine, but being that I was pregnant, I couldn't. But I did have some really nice chocolates and of course like the food is so much better in business class. So you can actually enjoy your meal on the plane. And that was the one night, uh, if you listen to our stats podcast, we spent one night on a plane. That was the one, so you might as well make it business class. That is one of the beauties of having frequent flyer miles and hotel points, just being able to do stuff that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. I mean, I don't know. I can't envision any time that I will buy a business class fight in my life. I'm not going to say it will never happen because who knows, but it seems odd not traveling for business or getting it comp by someone else that you'd buy a five or six or seven or $8,000 ticket. But with freaking flyer miles, all of a sudden we could say, yeah, instead of a free economy fight, let's pay some more miles, maybe twice as many miles to get a business class fight. And we did that because it was the baby moon. Yeah. And um, I have to say that, I mean, you did it in the end, but after you booked it, you were kind of like, Oh, it's so many more miles. Maybe we should go in economy. I always have buyer's remorse about everything. And I was even, like, no, we are not changing it. We are going business class. Even when I'm getting something for free, I have buyer's remorse because I'm using more miles. It's bad. I'm going to give you a better flight. Not a better way. I'm going to pick a, something different, though. And this is, you liked that business class fight because it was, you could look forward to it. And I certainly did as well. 
My favorite flight was our business class flight from Barcelona to Boston. And that's because this was unexpected. And this was using the special chocolate trick. I call it a trick. It's not really a trick. But um, I put it on Instagram. This actually went semi-viral, was you know our most liked post or whatever, um, probably until we had a kid. And then, of course, everyone likes that post too. But um, what happened was we were flying Barcelona to Boston, and we had a layover in Porto or Lisbon, somewhere in Portugal. And when we got there, I got chocolate. And I usually do this on long international flights. I get chocolate for the flight attendants. And so when we were getting on the flight in, I think it was in Lisbon, I gave the flight attendants chocolates. And I said, hey, here you go. I just want to, you know, and we do it to be nice. Obviously, if they want to like hook us up, great. But I had done this about 10 other times in my life and had never been moved up to business class before. You know, people had hooked us up. They had moved us up to Economy Plus. They had given us um, seats with more legroom. They had given us, you know, perks of more alcohol, blah, 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 blah. But they had never actually moved us up to business class until this flight. So I gave the chocolate to the lady. She came back. Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice. Uh, who are you with? I'm like, oh, it's just my wife and I. And she goes, okay, okay. Uh, grab your bags. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. We grab our bags. They take us up. They put us in business class. They That was that. I mean, we got moved up to business class by buying them. I, I don't remember what it was. $20 maybe? May, probably even less. Maybe yeah. $15 or $7 box of chocolates. So like I said, we do this every time we fly international on a long flight anyway. We give the flight attendants chocolate just because, come on, they're flight attendants. They take a lot of abuse. Their job is pretty difficult when all come, you know, when all is said and done, they don't get much love. And so we like to give them to them anyway. And this time it bumped us up to business class. So I like that a little more because that was completely unexpected. Of course you like it And more. I was so excited. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, and it was very nice for yeah, sure. Business class from Portugal, uh, from Portugal all the way back to Boston. I'll take that. Anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. So then we're moving on Something to that was not as nice. the worst. Our worst. Yeah, the worst. So mine would probably have to be the flight that was non-existent. The one that I showed up at the airport in Manchester, New Hampshire after a very long week. Oh, right. And I didn't have a flight, actually. I did not have a flight. And I was trying to check in and the... the person behind the desk was like, oh, I don't see your name on here. So I'm checking my email and the email shows that I actually had a flight, but it was the day before it was booked on the wrong day. And, you know, it actually wasn't as bad as it could have been because there were a lot of flights that day. It's whatever. A, you can guess who booked a, a good, <laughs> a good it wasn't route. Heather. It was me. A good route between uh, Manchester and Philadelphia. They have a lot of flights. And so, you know, without too much headache, we were able to transfer more points over, get another flight. I mean, we did lose out on the points of that flight, but fortunately, it's only like 7,000 points. 7,500, yeah. Yeah, um, of American Airlines points to fly in between Philly and British Airways points. Oh, British Airways. Just FYI, in case anyone's like a really big mile in there and you're listening, like, how do you do that? It's British Airways points. Yeah. So anyway, it ended up being fine. I got to go to the brewery at the airport there, have a beer, kind of relax, um, decompress. Decompress. Yep, that's the word. (laughs) And wait for the next Heather flight. was under a lot of stress that week. Her dad was not doing well. And then she showed up to the airport and I had booked her the day before <laughs> by accident. Okay, so that's a good one. I kind of put that out of my mind, maybe. Uh, the worst one that I was going to say was a Wizz Air flight from Ljubljana. Wizz Air. Wizz Air. Air. From Ljubljana to London Heathrow. It was cheap, but they screwed us on the bags 
because we actually bought extra bags so that we could, you know, they, you know, you had to buy a carry on or whatever, and we did, or we bought a check bag. But what we didn't realize is when you bought a check bag, that meant you couldn't have a carry on. Also, they they worded it really weird to screw people over because. Case in point, everyone in line got, was getting screwed over. Yeah, everyone the way they had to it. like pay extra and, and get I was this pissed. priority boarding, which also meant that you could have a checked bag. It was right. just so, so ticket, annoying. Trav was literally losing his mind. Because the ticket itself was about 100 euros for two of us to fly between London or Slovenia and, and London, which is great, right? Like that's a great price. And then we had to pay like almost that amount for our bags even though I had bought bags previously and they had just worded it in a way that people was meant for you to read it wrong so that when you got to the airport, they're like, oh, no, no, that's not what we meant. So I was pissed about that. Then we get on the flight and they tell Heather, hey, you're too pregnant. We might not even be able to get, we might not even be able to let you on this flight. And I was like, yeah, I was 31 weeks pregnant at the time. And she asked me, you know, how many weeks are you? And I said, you know, my doctor said that I could fly up to 32 weeks without any trouble. And she was like, well, do you have a note from your doctor? And I was like, no, because my doctor said that I wouldn't need one and all this stuff. She's like, well, we have to check with the captain to make sure that he's comfortable flying you. I mean, it's like a one hour flight. Right. And we had what's been on gonna a happen bunch of, in one hour. And we had been on a bunch of other flights. I was sitting there thinking, if they even try to mess with me, it takes a lot to get me upset. I'm usually pretty positive but after nice, the whole luggage situation yeah I, they were just like real jerks i i don't know what would have happened if they had told heather to get out of that flight i mean i was ready to explode on someone big time so thankfully they just like oh the pilot says it's okay that you can fly we're like yeah okay <laughs> so anyway worst flight by yep, far yep. whiz air um my worst flight of the year but i guess probably worse to show up and not have a fight i don't know all right <laughs> on to the miscellaneous really super crazy fun superlatives here starting with the craziest thing that you did or that happened this year Heath, ladies first so i kind of have two one is it, i have two as i well. mean i don't know it was a little challenging to think of this one because i didn't really have such a crazy year because i was pregnant for most of it therefore i wasn't doing like super crazy things but being pregnant the day we found out that we were pregnant is kind of crazy in a way because we were staying at a hostel of all places, which I find to be pretty crazy that I had to take a pregnancy test at this hostel because if That's you, crazy. it's crazy. If you don't know, Trav and I tried pretty hard to get pregnant for about two years and we were going through fertility. And so I knew that on this Saturday was the day that I would be able to take a pregnancy test and it would be positive or negative like on that day so it was like really exciting and you but know also was, you were like nervous i was because oh my gosh was i was no, so nervous you, you know it's gonna be upset again and it's just like a whole thing of emotions we so, both would have been upset i so don't mean to we're, say just <laughs> we're in this hostel the the hk hostel in austin which isn't very nice but we do fortunately have the one and only private room which also has a private bathroom thank god because you know i was able to go in there and and take the pregnancy test and I just remember like I woke up really early in the morning at like five o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep anymore. And I was like, hmm, should I, how much longer should I wait? How much longer should I wait? Just like laying in bed in this like hostel where people can you can hear people walking outside your door. So, yes, that is where we found out we were pregnant. Which so is we cannot pretty wait to tell the little man that story. <laughs> also crazy because we were the bunch of other people because yeah. I was running a location indie retreat with my buddy Jason. So... You found out that morning and told me, and then we're like very happy, but we we're also with a bunch of other people who would have been happy for us. Not that we didn't want to tell them, but you know, it's way early yeah. and 
I, like, so of course we told Jason, right. but you know, it was just, it was kind of just a funny that, experience. That is, that's and, a very crazy thing. And kind of crazy that yes, like that is where we found out we were pregnant at a not so great hostel <laughs> right. in Austin. Another crazy thing that we did um, before that actually, so I was not pregnant at the time when we were in Ireland, we went to all of these cliffs and stuff and we were on the Skellig cliffs where they actually did do some shooting for the... Star Wars. Star Wars. And it was just so windy this day. And you kind of walk out on this really narrow cliff. And there are railings because otherwise right. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't have gone out on them because it was so windy. Like I everything was blowing. I mean I thought Like you I, couldn't I, have a hat on no, or any like no. even like a beanie because it felt like it was gonna rip it and off. And I head. took my cell phone out because I really wanted to take a picture and I thought that I it was gonna fly out of my hands. It was just it was that was just kind of crazy. I mean, I don't know, it's not it's not that crazy because it wasn't really dangerous because they had railings, but it felt like we were going to get whipped into the ocean and just die because the waves were like raging and the wind was blowing and it was freezing. I thought you were going to say 2 a.m. January 1st, 2017, we're getting ready to leave the wedding that we were at on <laughs> the New Year's Eve wedding and Heather and what? two of our friends, Steve and someone else decide there's this huge champagne fountain <laughs> of like, I don't know, 400 glasses of champagne. Okay, that, there weren't that many glasses of champagne, let, but there were like at least 100. There were so 100 glasses of champagne. There's only like 15 of us left at the wedding. And Heather and Steve <laughs> and, and a few other people, and Nikki, <laughs> they all decide, oh, we're going to try to drink every last glass of this champagne. <gasps> well, you can't let to, good champagne go to waste. To which I thought, this is a very, very yeah. bad idea. Hence, they've been drinking already all night. Uh-huh. Also, I, I wasn't pregnant, obviously, at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> and a lot of people ended up very, very, mm. um, not sick, but not feeling so yeah, hot Yeah, not feeling so great morning. the next day. I was not someone who was partaking in drinking mm-hmm. 100 glasses of champagne. It's very responsible. Yeah, that was man. fun. But, um, you know, so early in the year that... Yeah. Craziest thing that uh, that's happened to me that I've done. The first is like a life one. So I had to put in a travel one too. Mm-hmm. This was buying three Airbnb investment properties in eight oh, months. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Definitely. I don't know why that wasn't my crazy I mean, one. that kind of speaks for itself. I got a little obsessed. It's cool. I mean, they're done. <laughs> it's cool. But it was a little bit of... It like, was a lot of work. I mean, having it a... It still is a lot of work. Having a whatever four month pregnant wife to then like have all the way up to having a child in those eight months and buying those three properties a bit a bit much um maybe i would have dialed it back a little bit but i don't (laughs) i know how to dial things i remember being at our friend maria's wedding and we had um met her cousin the year before when we were in england and so when we saw them again, he was asking us, you know, how's your business going? How has your life been in the past year? And I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, our blog is going well and this is going well and this is going well. He's like, well, what do you guys do in your free time? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess we are really into property now and we bought, you know, I guess three Airbnb properties. And he was like, that's what you did in your free time. And I was just like thinking, yeah, like, I guess that's kind of having another job. We are crazy people. Yeah, it was a little crazy. <laughs> um, so that was a life thing speaks for itself we have a podcast all about it if you want to know more about it or you're interested in it check that out um you know it's i think it's called buying three airbnb properties in eight months i think that's the title of it the other thing kind of travel related was the so i went skiing on an awesome trip to Vail. i have only been skiing i, I skied like once a year from when i was 12 or like 10 to 
17. So not much, right? I, I you know, I was okay, but never any good. I hadn't skied a lot. And then up until two years ago, I hadn't skied for like 18 years. And then we went skiing in China in this really weird circumstance. And then we in Beijing. And then we went skiing one day two years ago in Vail. And then this past year, I went for three straight days skiing, which was awesome. I mean, because you get if anyone skis or anytime you do something like that or surfing or you're, you're picking up a new skill, you do something for three days straight, you get very noticeably better quickly because you're you know you you just have time to do it and you're doing it back to back to back to back to back so that was awesome the last run that we decided to do on the third day i was with jason and my buddy sean ogle who's been on this podcast um did our portland destination diary uh my buddy mike another buddy matt all of them very adept skiers and snowboarders like very very adept me not so much and you're like, all right, we're going to take one run, man. Um, you know, we're going to go down this way. You could you could cut off to this blue if you're getting pretty tired or it's too hard. Or you could just head down this uh, it's pretty steep, mogul-filled, like, black diamond with us. I'm like, all right. So we get down to the point where either I have to, like, cut to the right and take these way or go down the one. And I'm looking. I'm like, well, that's really steep. Can't do moguls at all. I'm pretty out of control usually. Whatever. It's the last run. And I uh, I made it down. I hadn't fallen at all those three days. Uh, I fell every like three turns for about 15 <laughs> minutes down Mobiles that section. are so hard. They're um, just so hard. It was just, I mean, for some people it wouldn't be crazy at all. For me, it was way harder than anything I had done. And I was really proud when I got to the bomb. I was hurting because it took me like 15 minutes to get down this section. But uh, it was, yeah, I'm glad that I did. I'm glad I took that route versus the easy route. Cool. Put it that way. So, all right, to maybe Heather's favorite category. I don't know. Well, uh, best thing that you bought in 2017. I mean, I was thinking of this and I was trying to think of like things that I bought. And this is hard for me. Too, yeah, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be a little thing, but I didn't make any, you know, huge personal purchases for myself last year. But we did make a very big purchase for our son, Wit, and that was our stroller. Oh, yes. Is that is this that on your list? No, or no? but oh, that okay. is a, I, mean, I, I um, wouldn't call that the best thing I bought. Maybe I would call it the best thing, thing that no, I great. bought because um, we use it all the time and it's very nice. It looks really good, of course, which means a lot to me. But it's also very functional and we've used it a lot even since we've had it. It's only been a little over two months, but it came, it comes with a bassinet, which he can also sleep in. So we've used it numerous times for him to sleep in overnight when we've been traveling already. And it's just, I would say, my best purchase. And that thing was a champ during the bomb cyclone. If you <laughs> uh-huh. know what that is, I does anyone know what it is? It just means it's been hella cold uh-huh. here in yep. the East and Coast. And it's kind of getting lots of little snow storms, but you know, it's nothing been, major. But, but when we were in New York City, we tromped him around for a basically two days with two that days thing. and it was and you know so. 10 degrees fahrenheit i mean it was freezing and he was all bundled up in a down snowsuit which is probably the second best thing but except my mom bought it for him um that he was really cozy in his little down snowsuit yeah. and so then that, in the bassinet that thing, and it has, comes with like a plastic cover so that he's literally so um cozy cozy from that the elements. thing is going to uh I think be worth its weight in gold, hopefully, um, because it was expensive. So that's a lot of gold. Um, oh, but best thing that I bought over the year, I will say for how mm. much money was spent on that stroller, I probably spent more money on beer. Uh, oh, this year, I've taken my love. 100% you spent more money on beer. I've taken my 
love of beer to an even crazier level. You know, two years ago, I started really getting in craft beer. This year was the year that I like started trading beer with Trev's random people on the internet. Real um, estate and beer. Yeah. So it's gotten, I mean, literally seeking out the best beers in the country, trading them, standing in line for three hours to get well, a case of beer, like silly, silly stuff. stuff. And not just in our country, but in Canada, you went to how many breweries in how many days? I think I did 20 breweries in Vancouver area in 21 days. The only reason it wasn't one-to-one is we did get sick at a point in, in Vancouver, uh, not from beer, but from another story, which you'll hear a little later. Um, and you will hear more about the beer in the, of course, best beer, wine, coffee, and dessert podcast, which is coming up in the year of you. So I won't get too much in that, but I have really had much higher appreciation for beer and I like seeking it out and it's played a role in our travels because we try to find breweries and things like that. So beer was one of the best things I bought in 2017. But I will say this was a great purchase too because I would never usually do this before. But in order to come home from our baby moon, we were flying from London. We could have flown into Philly direct or we could have had like a crazy flight with a layover somewhere and then landed in New York City and had to get home from New York City or Boston and then had to get home from Boston at the end of the baby moon and it would have cost us $300 less. And I said no and I paid $300 more to fly direct from London to Philly instead of some crazy flight with a layover and then landing in a city that we don't live in. So for many people that'd be like, yeah, <laughs> <A> no brainer. <laughs> but for me, that was a big step. Um, and you know what, babe? I have to say that I am truly grateful that you thought of me probably more it was thinking of you but then when it happened and we got back to Philly, I'm like this is awesome <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad that was a super easy flight and now I'm in my hometown so I was thinking of you when I made it but then I, I was oh I see you benefited from you know certainly. maybe spending a little bit more money to have convenience certainly interesting uh, which brings us to our next superlative <laughs> possibly I don't know what the answer is here biggest change in our travel in 2017 over previous years Oh, well, so on my my notes that you set up for me, you just said biggest change. Okay. You didn't say biggest change. Oh, well, then, what's, then what did you write here? But it can be appropriate for sure. travel also. I mean, just obviously having Whitaker. Okay, there you go. Well, okay. So but we have traveled with him already, you know, in the... In 2017, yeah. in the two well, months that he was born. Definitely biggest change <laughs> life would be having a child, for sure. I, I think for us, for our travel, that, for me, what I wrote down was more domestic-based travel and more, less crazy exploratory travel. And by that, I mean, we still did a bunch exploring like the areas that we were in, Vancouver and Portland and, and um, places like that. But it seemed less exotic because it was like domestic or at least English speaking, we should say. Um, and even when we were in Ireland, obviously English speaking and, and Barcelona, not English speaking, but still not as exotic as years past. So more domestic based travel and less exotic exploratory travel. A lot of that being because you're pregnant and then we had the little guy. And so that changed, obviously, you know, the amount of craziness that we wanted to have and the amount of stuff we wanted to put ourselves through to get to certain places. So um, that would be mine. I mean, first would be the domestic base. We did a lot more domestic travel than than normal. Um, the second would be that that then lend itself to exploring stuff that might have felt more familiar. But here's the interesting part. I didn't even find that to be a bad thing. Like exploring Portland, Oregon, or Vancouver, or something like that. Well, why would it be a bad thing? I mean... I, 
It's not a bad thing. In my head, sometimes yeah, you have this weird thing where it's like, oh, if we're not going to like Machu Picchu or I don't know Zimbabwe, that it's not cool. I I mean, not that it's not cool, but I that it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not pushing it. I'm not pushing myself, or or it can't be as eye-opening or as pleasant sometimes but it it can be and sometimes it can be more pleasant because you're i don't know you're more able to get around without it being hard so that's all does that make sense though with the biggest change am i yeah 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 it makes sense all right well then the biggest change there we go um the most unexpected thing in a good way so I would say for me, the most unexpected thing was how much I really liked Slovenia. I, you know, Trav was the one yep. who wanted to go there and I was not opposed to going there. Of course, I'm happy to go somewhere new, but it was never my like top place to visit. You know, we each have our own lists of top five places or top 10 places. And it's which we are going to be doing. Remember, part right. six of the year in review. 2018 travel wish list. Absolutely. And it was it had been on Trav's list for quite a few well, maybe at least one to two years he'd been wanting to go to Slovenia. And so when we decided to do the baby room, we kind of wanted to go somewhere new. And that's where we chose. And so I was just kind of like, well, you know, maybe I will like it. I don't really know that much about it other than Lake Bled. You see all these pictures of like that monastery in the middle of the lake and church, the church. And, um, you know, I didn't know anything about Ljubljana and we got there and it was just such a beautiful little city with, you know, this little river running through it and the, you know, all of the restaurants and the bars on either side of the river just was so quaint and so stunningly beautiful. I didn't expect that. And, you know, the food was good and the culture was really interesting and they had some good coffee shops and it was just, it was really fun, fun experience. So it kind of blew me away. I had listed first, and I changed it, but I'm glad you mentioned it. How much of a punch Slovenia packed for being for how small it was it was my unexpected thing in a good way. But then I kind of took it off because I thought, well, I was the one who was super excited. But I was I was a bit worried that Slovenia wouldn't live up to my outsized hype of it. And then we got there, and it was better than I expected. So I'm glad you thought the same way. I got to get so you gave me props for a place that I wanted to go, right? That was on my list. Right. I'm going to give you props for a uh, trip that you want to take that I was kind of, eh. And you're like, no, 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 we're going to do it. And I'm like, eh. what is it? And then you're like, no, we're doing it. I'm like, eh. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I really liked it. Vancouver. How much I liked Vancouver. Yeah. So we spent. Yeah, I don't know why you were kind of like, oh, do we really want to spend like a month in Vancouver? It goes back to that thing that I was trying to. Un- like talk about in the last one that, that it's not exotic I mean, I it's not domestic because it's the, it's canada yeah but, but it, it's similar it right feels... so it, it went back to that do i want to spend three or four weeks in a city that isn't that new or or it's new to me but it's not that crazy to me and my at that point i thought no and now my the big change my mindset has shifted some so nice. i i loved it vancouver was incredible i i've always loved portland oregon they're similar in their vibe, obviously, and, and temperature and people who live there in the Pacific Northwest. You get a little more A's and sorries in Vancouver <laughs> than maybe in Portland. But um, I really, really loved Vancouver. So I got to give you props that you were pushing that trip. And then we went. I liked it way more than I thought. And then vice versa with Slovenia. Yeah. And I have to say that I appreciate that, you know, you did go for almost four weeks because I was pregnant. And I mean, I'm I like, had to try 20 yeah, breweries, these- too. 
these trips where it's like, oh, three nights here and one night here and two nights here, it's just a little bit much. So going somewhere, and this is something we always say that we want to do. We want to go somewhere for a month and kind of just hang out there, be able to do work, but also explore. And we never really end up doing it because we always want to move on to the next thing. And we well, did when you do say it. we, you mean one of us wants to go on to the next <laughs> we thing. We did do it, and it was very nice. Uh, we also did a similar thing in Portland where we spent three weeks out in Portland, which was cool to do it in two of two of those cities that are similar, but that we both that we like both of them. The other unexpected thing in a good way really quick was how much I love skiing. So I, I already touched on that, but the fact that I, I, you know, I liked it when I was younger, and I thought this is cool, but then I went for three days, and it was really, really awesome. To the point that now I am um, getting skis for Christmas and my birthday, and I want to do a ski season somewhere. So if anyone out there listening has a ski house or a recommendation on places to do stuff, in 20, what will it be? End of 2018, beginning of 2019, we'll be looking to maybe rent a place for a month or two and do yeah. a ski season somewhere. So most underwhelming thing of 2017. So this kind of breaks my heart a little bit to say this, but I was very underwhelmed with Istria. Me too. In Croatia. Yeah. I but, I love Croatia. Yeah. I mean, Croatia is still one of my favorite places in the world. And I'm not saying that Istria sucked. It didn't suck. No, 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 no. But it was just... Underwhelming. It was a little underwhelming. And I mean, we didn't have a lot of time there. We were only there for what? Three, five nights? Four five nights? Five nights. Four or five nights. But You we, were pregnant. So I we was couldn't pregnant. take advantage of the winery. The first two days, like we did spend hanging out with our friends who um, are American, but are currently living in in um, Sarajevo. Sarajevo. So we met up with them and we did go to a, a couple beautiful wineries, which were nice to visit because they were so beautiful, but not so fun because I couldn't drink. And, you know, the beaches in that part of the country weren't as beautiful as the beaches like around the Split. And the yeah, I, so, I mean, it was just like so-so. Yeah. I, again, um, I wouldn't tell someone not to go to Istria, the Istria Peninsula or Rovine, but... I liked Split and Dubrovnik in Southern Croatia more, and I had really high hopes for Istria, and it was just okay, which is fine, and sometimes it happens. Yeah. That's why you have- It wasn't bad. That's it why just, you have great things. And it wasn't great. It was just in the right. middle. Uh, my underwhelming thing was Ravine, but also I'm going to throw one out more out there, Park Guell in Barcelona. Mm, I just, I don't yeah. know. It was okay. It was okay. It was okay. Neatest person we met in 2017. So we met quite a few really cool people and I, you know, I wasn't sure who to pick for this, but the first person that came to mind for me was our, our friend Nikki and his wife, Andrea, whom we met at our friend's wedding on New Year's Eve. And since then we have hung out with him and his wife and talked with him a lot. And he and Trav are working on a big project together. So to me, it was just kind of like the most exciting thing because... First of all, they're really awesome and cool and fun to hang out with. And the fact that Trav and Nikki are building this thing together, this app, is just really exciting because it's something that you've wanted to do. So I just appreciate that we met them. Yeah. And it's really neat that we didn't know him at all until mm -mm. that day of that wedding. And now we've done, we've met him in Austin. Um, you know, we talk on the phone quite a bit, things like that. And it, out in Portland. We this, oh, yeah. And in Portland. This year for me... <clears throat> I feel like we didn't meet as many new people kind of like happenstances uh, or, or like just happened to run, meet someone while we were traveling and made a connection. Probably because a lot of the places we were traveling, as I mentioned, were a little 
easier, not as exotic. Well, yeah, so and like, that we already had friends every right, single we place visiting, that we went. And that was my other point is we were visiting people a lot of times or seeing people. But that being said, two really, really awesome experiences. One was meeting Stephen uh, McPhillamy in Dingle, uh, who owns the Milltown, Milltown House in Dingle, Ireland. Awesome guy. Like history buff knows everything about Ireland, so like just a wealth of knowledge about that, and and a super fun person. And also shout out to E Popper, um, Neil Aiken, who took <laughs> me all over and around San Diego. Um, when we put out a thing of where do you want us to go, San Diego or Key West, vote. He wrote this super long email with all these suggestions of why we should come to San Diego. Um, when we did, I chatted him up and was like, "Hey, you seem to know quite a bit." He loves real estate because he's a realtor. He likes good food. He likes Two good beer. Two peas in a pod. And he took me out. And, and Heather was not feeling really well in San Diego, unfortunately, for some of those days. So thankfully, I had like a kind of a partner in crime. <laughs> and Heather was like, I'm staying at the My hotel. My replacement, Neil. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going out with Neil to a few breweries. He's going to take me to show me some tacos. And I could just ask him any question about San Diego and the neighborhoods. And he always knew it. So um, Neil, if you're listening, thanks a lot. Uh, super, super fun time. There's a bunch of other people we met, too. Um, I... I you know, uh, at the San Diego meetup. So I'd be remiss if I didn't mention those guys. That was a super fun time as well. It so, was really fun. Um, all right. Last, last superlative here. Of course, we, you know, it's how we end almost every interview show. So it's how we got to end this one as well. The biggest m- travel mishap of 2017. So for me, it was the two incorrect bookings. So uh, <laughs> we had the incorrect booking of my flight from Manchester to Philadelphia, which again ended perfectly fine. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, no big deal. And then the second one was on our baby moon when we arrived in in Ljubljana, and you had again booked a car rental for the wrong day. Oh yeah, interesting how I put those <laughs> out of my mind. I forgot about that. Which we pretty quickly rectified but again i think that we had had internet and like i could get on yeah because again when you make a booking with car rentals in you know and it's wrong you can't ever then book at the desk because for some stupid reason it's always more expensive you have to go online three times as expensive and book with an online website whether it's you know whatever carrentals.com it's so stupid but you know it worked out fine neither one of these were major major mishaps i totally forgot we landed (laughs) and i went in the guy's like you don't have a reservation for today you had it for yesterday i'm like Whoops. So we're like, oh, well, all right. Can we just have it for today? And he's like, no, you have to make oh, that. They just canceled that reservation completely. Now you have to make a new right. one. Right. And he was giving me a price, like a crazy price. I'm like, well, I'm going to go online. Luckily, I I could. And I went on, and it was the same price as it had been the day yeah, before. So it wasn't that big of a deal. <sighs> Funny how you put certain things out of your mind there, uh, <laughs> and that other people don't forget. <laughs> okay, my biggest mishap, definitely. Well. It happened to both of us. I'm surprised you didn't remember I this. I don't remember. Maybe you put this out of your mind. Yeah, I must have. Was getting food poisoning, quote unquote, oh, food poisoning in Vancouver. Yeah. So we went to an Indian wedding. One of the reasons we went out to Vancouver, we, as you said, as Heather said, we stayed out there three and a half weeks or so. One of the reasons we decided to go out there at that time in April was that there was a wedding we were going to, an Indian wedding. First time ever. Super excited. Always love going to weddings, especially like different cultures. And getting to see that. So we went to the first of three days of a wedding, right? And we ate the food there and it was good. And then the next day was the actual wedding. And I was the only one out of three of us who actually made it to the wedding because Heather and our friend Courtney were really, really sick. They couldn't even go. So I went and I felt fine to go to the actual wedding until I was biking home from the wedding, got really dizzy, almost passed out. 
Got home, instantly had to use the bathroom, and you know, yeah, it was, and all of us were banged up for a good what, had sixteen to twenty four oh, hours. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, and so then we all missed the reception. Like, so day two was the wedding, day three was the reception. They're like, oh yeah, it's just going to be dancing and a lot of eating, and we're like, yeah, not the two not things I'm trying to do today. Not, not feeling so up unfortunately, for it. yeah, we missed that was a bit of a bummer. Parts of the wedding. Yeah. So um, yeah, getting quote unquote. I mean, I it had. It was food poisoning. Whether I, it was definitely food poisoning. So getting food poisoning definitely the biggest mishap of the year. Yeah, that stunk because we were super excited for the wedding. But oh well, mm. what are you gonna do? And on that note, I'm looking forward to recording the podcast about our best meals of 2017. That's right. So if you guys are listening and you and you love the year in review podcast, well, awesome. Big big claps to you. Big ups to you because we love doing them. That's gonna um, end our part two, which are superlatives. But don't forget part three. Our best meals of 2017. Part four is the best food, beer, wine, coffee, and desserts. Part five is the best experiences of 2017. And then part six is our 2018 travel wish list. And if you want, if you haven't already, remember, you can go back and listen to part one. That's all our travel stats. How many miles we flew, you know, where we stayed, how many nights we stayed, different places, all that good stuff. So thank you guys for joining us today. Don't forget everything um, that we talked about here and um, anything that is that we talked about is going to be in the show notes. You can get that extra pack of peanuts.com slash shows. We've got this six part year interview. Don't forget, you can always tweet us. Um, that's always fun for us. Let us know some of the things that you did this year. Um, best things you bought, craziest things you've done, the most unexpected thing in a good way. Always fun to hear from you guys. So tweet us at pack of peanuts. We'll read them. We'll respond to you. That's why we use Twitter, just so we can have fun and chat with you guys. So um, make sure you reach out to us on Twitter. And as always, don't forget, if you're looking for a good travel backpack, TortugaBackpacks.com, you can use our promo code EPOP. That'll get you, um, I almost said 5% off. I don't know. That'll get you 10% off your entire order there. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thanks for continued support as always. That makes us number one radio travel podcast on iTunes. Until next time. Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris soon.